Welcome back everyone to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 9, Rock in the Road, and here's the recap and review, and here I am, someone I could basically pass for one of those garbage pail people at the end of the episode, even after I showered many, many times, I am here tonight to talk about this episode, just me all alone, but no, I'm not alone, I have with me tonight, Joe Dirty Locks, here he is, Joe. He is, uh... Hey, everybody. Yeah, we got Joe. Joe's a little bit on the lo-fi tonight. It's it's old school for people that have been watching us a long time. Joe's on the phone again tonight, so uh, we apologize for Joe's quality, but it's better him, him here than not here. He was going to come live and in person, but there's a parking ban because of the fucking snow on the road. So maybe in a couple weeks, when he has it off, he'll be here in person. And uh, welcome back, Joe. Oh, team God kept me from it. Timo says, I miss Joe since it's 25 minutes early. You guys are back. Dirty locks. Oh, and I'm not alone, too. I have with me the live motherfucking chat who are here tonight to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. The good, the bad, the sleepy. We're going to talk all about this episode of The Walking the Dead. Good, Get the bad, the rock in the road. The rock in the road. The, the bad, the rock of the road. But if this is your first time joining us and you want to get in on the fun, jump into the live motherfucking chat right now. The people are talking right now about this episode. Jump in, share your thoughts. If you're watching this later or listening to the podcast later, you can always leave a comment on the YouTube stream or a comment on the podcast stream or on the website, issuesprogram.com. We also have a voicemail text line at 781-990-8509 if you want to get in questions that way. The Discord group is open. Private message me over there if you want to make sure I get a message, I'll look to that. You can also email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. That's all the different ways to get a hold of me. I also uh, have a couple messages from earlier in the episode. Hope this episode picks up not really feeling this shit. I got a message from somebody earlier. But but before we waste any time, Joe, I'm just curious, what did you think? What are your overall thoughts of this episode coming out of Rock in the Road? Are you excited? Are you as excited as I am right now to have the walking... Walking Dead back. I'm excited to have The Walking Dead back. I was more excited to have it back, you know, five minutes before it started than I am, you know, a half an hour after it ended, that's for sure. Uh, it was, you know, it was a real, for it to be like a, a mid-season comeback episode, it was pretty slow. I don't understand why uh, the carload of, I don't know, why was, so... Why did they drive into the pack of zombies instead of the people in the pack uh, of zombies it, drive out of it? Interesting, Joe, that, that that's that where you're starting. Interesting that that's where you're starting with, like, the craziness. I, because, to me, that was the best part of the entire episode. That whole segment when they were looking for the bombs, even though they suddenly all knew how to disarm bombs because Rosita just kind of told them in five minutes. But whatever, we'll accept that. I, I think the episode, for my money, the episode probably should have started like that because I, I agree with you almost word for word with... I'm harder on this episode, I think, because it was a mid-season premiere, and I've learned to, yeah. I've learned to expect the mid-season premieres to be excited. Why is we talk about this a lot? Why did this episode have to be 45 minutes long so they could fit in one more commercial break? I think there was a lot of good in this episode. I didn't hate this episode. There were some parts that dragged, but I this did not to me feel like a mid-season premiere kind of episodes. The way they they hype those episodes, the big scene. I like the clothesline scene, even though it made absolutely zero sense, Joe. I. Can't I can't, I can't explain that to you in any way that rationally makes sense. <laughs> I, I just, it was a pretty boring episode as far as I was concerned. Um, yeah, just wasn't feeling much of it. I was, I was glued to my screen, I guess, because I was still, you know, excited for, for The Walking Dead to start, you know, and that was 45 minutes into it. 
<laughs> so Phil, you're saying like the bad news bears. Yeah, like the bad news bears. I guess I just I think I think again it's it's more the same in in the sense that the first half, I didn't necessarily mind, okay, we had a lot of Negan monologues tonight. So instead of Negan monologues tonight, we traded it for a Gregory monologue, a fucking uh, tra Trevor monologue, and a King Ezekiel monologue. Granted, I- oh, Don't forget about the Rick story. And how many cliches can we pack into one episode? I, I started to list them. It was dreams can come true. We're only darkest before the dawn. Heroes aren't born, they're made. Like every other line in the script was was a, I'm good enough, uh, an aphorism sort of uh sort of yeah. sort of cliche kind of line that being said i like i like the carol little thing that we got with carol in the episode with dead kid or whatever that f the future dead kid the the kid that we met that's gonna die future soon. Red shirt. yeah future red shirt fucking dead deddy mcdedaholic and i kind of Ben, thank you. And I kind of like the interplay between Ezekiel and Rick's group, just from the just for the sheer sheer more morbid, uh, sadistic humor of it all, of 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 seeing how stupid that is mixed with Rick and how Rick's dealing with it. And he dealt with it with cliche after cliche. But I like some of the humor reflecting off that. I didn't mind the Ezekiel yeah, stuff. I, how do you how do you hold a conversation with that fucking putt? <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, with either of those putzes, with, with Gregory or fucking King Ezekiel, like, don't interrupt his magic. Ex excuse me? <laughs> what the fuck? We're going to come back here. Uh, 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 hold on a second. I'm going to go in my car. I'm going to come back here. I'm going to shoot all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Straight up. What the fuck? Joe, if you want to continue on this podcast, you'll have to refer Wait. to me as King Phil. Do not interrupt King Maggie, Phil! Do, Margaret, do not Margaret interrupt King Phil! Smack the Margaret out of fucking Gregory's mouth, for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. So, we, we went over this. Maggie, motherfucker. Boom. The, say my name, bitch. Put your mouth on the curb. Put your name. put your mouth on the curb now. Put your mouth on the curb now. Put put them all right there. It just curb stop, Gregory. That fucking bitch. Uh, let's jump in the live motherfucking chat. King right J. Uno. Back of the fucking head. King says, "What? Joe is excited for a Walking Dead episode. Oh, he needs to explode like this. Otherwise, he starts exploding in other forms in life. Uh, some parts that dragged. A lot of it dragged." Uh, this episode was like running into an ex-girlfriend who was a bitch after six months. His dirty issues. Joe is underground somewhere. No, I thought it was 11 out of 10. Uh, oh, BBM. Great to see you, buddy. Rosita Grouchy. Grouchy. Timo says, Rosita Grouchy. Grouchy. Bitchy. Cunty. Ass. Pouty face was just too much for me all episode. I didn't mind this episode as much as others says Lab Lab. What? Joe is excited. Uh, Sam says, I would take a Negan monologue 10 times over Ezekiel or a Rick one. Uh... Ram says, says, what gets me is all those walkers that Rick didn't get one scratch. At one point, I have to wonder why don't they have protective gear? All this yeah, have we just stopped with the scratching thing? I think we've been over this before in a different podcast, Joe. Have we just accepted that scratching doesn't count anymore? Yeah, scratching doesn't count. Scratching doesn't count. Deal, you get scratched. That happened back it in season. Can't count anymore. Yeah, that was back in the back in the old regime of the show when they cared about stuff like that. Scratching doesn't count anymore. <laughs> I think it's just bites. I think it's always been just bites with, these, with this this breed of zombie. Mm. No, I think the infection. I think I want to. I'd have to rewatch season one, but I have a memory in my mind where they said that a scratch, the infection from the scratch, can cause you to turn as well, or cause you to die, which will cause you to turn. I don't know. I could be making that up though. 
Um, th love the stash. Yeah, a bug just crawled under my nose and I squashed it before the uh, before the podcast. So th thank you. <laughs> they filmed. It's already done. They can't go back and change it. The best part of the uh, the Walking Dead being back is you guys being back. Phil going formal. Yeah, I I would I you know uh, I cleaned up for the uh, for the episode because I thought it was gonna be great. You know, and I I, I have to admit though I was. Certain aspects of The Walking Dead, I I was excited. I was really pumped for tonight. I thought they were going to kind of hit the hit the ground running and really push a, kind of an action heavy episode. And I did think we were going to get what we got with them talking to Gregory, them talking, stopping by Ezekiel. Yep. But I thought those were going to be kind of pit stops along the way. I almost expected something similar to last season with the whole damn situation where they just kind of interplay doing some big action piece of them moving along the road to go to stop to each location and kind of speed that up into a single 15 minute monologue, not 40 minutes of, uh, of an hour episode being gathering the gang together. And then the other 15 being, being the clothesline situation, which I like that scene as ridiculous as it was. And then the garbage pail yeah. kids at the end. <laughs> I don't, I didn't expect the big stall from Ezekiel. I would have rather seen him jump right on board. Yeah. It's bullshit to think. Like, they're not, they don't come in here. Uh, okay, great. They don't come in there now until they take three or four of your people, your, your scouts hostage and start executing them outside your fucking gates. And they do that every couple of months until you start letting them in. And, I, and again, I understand maybe this stuff falls other storylines. We're just talking about it, how it seems to us right now. And and I agree with you, Joe. To me, it just seems like a stall tactic. He's obviously going to join in with them by the end of the fucking season, and they're all going to go up against fucking Negan. Can we stop the jerking off and get to the fucking... And, and maybe, and again, people say, oh, you people don't like... garbage pill kids there? Who were the garbage pail kids? They were the numbers that they're going to need to to turn on it. And we already know where they're going to get the guns to, even though it wasn't mentioned in this episode. It was mentioned and I forgot. Oceanside with Tara and her whole Wonder Woman crew. They're going to supply the guns that are going to be able to to balance it all out. And then it's all going to come together. And it's all going to be a big uh, big fight. And, and from the tone of this episode and the pacing of this episode... We might not get any fighting, any battles, any big combat interactions until next season. This whole beginning part might end up being the fluffing, and we might never get to come at the end of the season. Oh, dude. If they don't have if, – if – I'm telling you, if Negan's not uh, – see, I just finished reading. In this, in this mid-season break here – Call spoilers, call, spo call spoilers all, for a second. All the, all the compendiums. Okay. So. Comic spoiler here for a second, Joe. Joe. So, so like you, if he doesn't end up, like if it doesn't end up where it should end up before the fucking whispers, like, I, I'm just, I'm so sick of Negan. Like, there's nothing interesting about him. Like, I was glad the only, like, Negan we got was a few seconds of him on, on walkie-talkie. And I'm sorry to the people that are into him, because I know there are, he does have his fans. That was my favorite Negan we've gotten so far. I loved him on the radio in this episode. I, I think it, w it was just enough. He was funny as fuck. To me, that, that was the funniest he's been. And uh, with the, the fat Joey, and, and now that fat Joey's gone, skinny Joey's just going to be called Joey. It reminded me of something you'd hear on the radio in Grand Theft Auto, like when you're driving around, just like some random fucking bullshit. Like, yep. I thought it was kind of funny. I miss Negan this episode. And, 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 he, and he, he was funny, you know. We were just joking about oral sex with Lucille. Idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I, I just don't find any of them charm, any bit of them charming. And that was the best Negan we got because that was the least, 
I think maybe the best Negan was the three seconds in which he killed fucking Spencer last episode. But aside from that, I'm just not impressed <laughs> in the least with, with any of it. I, I, it's sad. It's, it's sad. So you're you're feeling sad. This didn't this didn't improve your mood about The Walking Dead going forward, Joe. Correct. Coffee talk with coffee talk with Joe. <laughs> it's it's coffee talk with Joe. Negan is <laughs> holy shit. Where did this mob at the end come from? I'd rather hear Negan than Rosita bitching. I don't understand why Negan is such a big deal. The governor was way worse. Where do you put Negan? We talked about this before, Joe. Where do you put Negan on the bad guy for the Walking Dead scale for you? What what would be your uh, scale for the most uh, fearsome uh, antagonists that we've had in the Walking Dead? Where's Negan fit in? Um, I I mean. Now you're talking about rating who's more evil. What's what's eviler? Oh, sorry. Right? I I have to do this. I have to do this right, Joe. This is coffee talk with Phil and Joe. Uh, Joe, I have a topic. <laughs> who's the biggest baddie on the Walking Dead ever? Discuss. Oh, Daryl. Daryl gets me all verklempt. He's the baddest. <laughs> oh yes. I'm totally verklempt. <laughs> sorry, the live chat. I'm gonna give the gonna give the credit to that That's too. My best girlfriend. I didn't I didn't really go there. I could I could have I could have gone better. I could have gone uh f- more friend Dresher in that situation. <laughs> so many awesome I used to go more Harvey Paul Paul Harvey Feierstein or yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, doctor girlfriend too, like something like that. You used you, you par- part Harvey Feierstein part my uh stepfather Scott there. You had a little Scotty in there too. You're like <laughs> a little Scotty in there. Wow. There was there was definitely a little bit of Scotty in there. <sighs> <laughs> Negan is the Buddha. Uh, he's below the governor, says Dirty Issue, says uh, Taka. Uh, Negan is high on the annoying, unrealistic, can't spend my disbelief. Yeah, list. I mean, here's the thing. What do you do? Like, who's more evil, the governor or or yeah. Negan? Well, Negan basically, I mean, through coercion and awful shit makes women choose to be his wives where he whores them out uh, and beats people and burns their faces and murders them. The governor who, I guess, kind of does most of the same stuff minus the, I I don't know, the multiple wives thing. It's hard to say who's more evil. I mean, he attacked them with a tank. I think you were on to something with the Daryl thing. Uh, let's get a couple of, a couple of messages from Twitter. Casey Atheist says, I expected more of Ezekiel. I think it's been really good so far. The difference is Rick, when he is confident, it sets the tone. Anna says, so far hoping that the boot guy in Gabriel can show us something cool. Not into this crap so far. And Anna says, did Rick just give Rosita a shut the fuck up tone? I thought we were going to get some whispers so much for my brain. So, uh, no, nothing, not that yet. Some people did suspect not to get too into that. And we're not going to talk too much into that to spoil stuff. But a couple people thought that the boots, boots, boots guy was, excuse me, was a whisperer, was a whisperer, but he's not. He's these garbage pail kids, which to my memory, even though I'm not familiar with the second half of the, of the comic series, uh, I don't think these are characters from the comics. I think these are show only. 
definitely not, as far as I'm concerned. If, if they're not the Whispers, they're not in the books at all. They're nothing. They're the Lost Boys. They're the Lost Boys. Peter Pan's right, going to come out. kind of weird. So. I think I saw their leader. I think his name was Rufio. Rufio. I think that, I think that was their fucking leader. Uh, Governor was a... Well, like <laughs> Sorry. Critch says, Governor was a believable bad guy. Uh, the good guy's gone way bad. I think... I think this is a weird thing about The Walking Dead, and we're going to talk about this eventually with Brendan when we get him on the podcast, where I think in a different regime on the show, they used elements from the books to inspire television versions of them that were very different or at least a lot different than what you saw in the books. You could associate it with certain parts, but it was still a different interpretation. The governor on the show is a far different person than he is in the books. I think what the show's doing now is, in some ways, you could say a slightly more loyal representation of some of the storylines, even though changing some things. But in some ways, they, they're too, I think they're too literal to it, and it doesn't always come across on screen as well. And I think Negan's a big case of that where he reads so much better than he sounds and then he sh then he plays on screen. I think this part too with going to the location, Ezekiel plays very silly for me live watching him on person where I'm reading him in a book. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I don't get that same feeling when I'm watching kingdom scenes. Maybe I, maybe right. I, maybe I just, I need to suspend my disbelief a little bit, but I'm just, I, I, it's no, not connecting. It, it, it's, I, I, did a lot of thinking about this and I really feel like it's because when you read these graphic novels or you, when you read one of the compendiums, it goes so quickly. You move through it so fast that you don't have 12 weeks of fucking monologue. You have a few pages. It's, it's quick. There's not as much dramatic stare and pause. You're not like, Focusing on on him, like walking back and forth for two or three seconds between each sentence, so it doesn't drag out. You read through it. You can read through, you know, chapters of those books real quickly. So you don't have the time to get annoyed with the Negan or the Governor or the Kingdom. Whereas in the show, every seconds on every time you hear one of these people start talking like it's fucking middle ages times i'm like are you fucking what kind of psychosis let's see in the fucking zombie apocalypse and, and you're like king arthur's fucking tugging merlin off behind the fucking shed back there dude dude <laughs> Come on, when man. did we get the crazy a tiger, man? When that thing, what happens when like someone, some kid goes running across the street and the tiger's like, "Oh, chase it!" Because it's fun to chase little mice. Can we? Like, what the fuck? Can we all? Can we all together quote? Or I hope everyone in their minds is thinking the same thing. The Chris Rock joke with uh, that, that tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went tiger. What happens when that tiger goes tiger? <laughs> I'm not gonna go crazy. The tiger's just gonna go fuck the tiger. Eventually, that <laughs> yeah, eventually that tiger's gonna go tiger, and if it doesn't go tiger, it's stupid. I mean, the tiger's gonna go tiger. It would attack all those people walking into the room. I don't care how much they feed that fucking thing. The thing would fucking kill Rick and that group. The minute they walk into the room, it would eat Daryl because he stinks and tastes delicious. If you ever, if you ever get the chance and you're at a zoo at time and you're watching the big cats eat their fucking you know, cow shanks and their fucking lamb shanks and shit, like, and gnawing at these big chunks of meat on the, on the bone in front of them. 
and they're in these glass cages or, or pens or, or whatever. And you're, and you're looking, see them in the eye, and they're staring at you back, and they're saying to themselves, and you know very clearly, I, if this glass wasn't here, I would not eat this piece of meat. I would be eating you. I would be feeling the blood flow between my fucking teeth and down my throat as warm as your belly fat could possibly fucking be. I'm going to gnaw the balls out of your head because they so it's when they pop. Are you kidding me? Like you can read all that in a tiger's eyes and a lion's eyes while they're eating their their pitiful fucking shank thrown to them by the by the zookeeper. No. Uh, I'm sorry. No. Tiger's going to go fucking tiger on people yeah. real fucking yeah. quick. Real quick. Real quick. That That's the most unrealistic thing we've seen, seen in the show. And as Critch said, suspension of disbelief is important. It is. But in situations like that, in a real-life environment, even though the zombie apocalypse isn't a real-life environment, I just mean with real people, that's a real tiger. These are humans and tigers. That we're not messing with the equilibrium of the balance of nature between what a tiger is and what a human is in this world. Yes, we're accepting zombies exist. Okay, well, that's an element that's existing. This. We haven't. This isn't a philosophical magical land with with uh, Vulcan mind melds. Ezekiel hasn't mind melded with the tiger to control him not to fuck with people. So that is a fucking tiger that's going to eat right, people. Pull the splinter out of its paw. This ain't no fucking parable from fucking you know fairy tale land and shit. Yeah. And uh, let's jump into the live fucking chat here for a second. Who's watching that 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 baby that puzzled me the entire episode? Oh, have a good night, Sam. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Critch, but Ezekiel goes beyond ridiculous. I like how Rosita is suddenly a fucking bomb expert all of a sudden. Oh, well, a well Abraham, I... I I suspend that disbelief because it's like you figure Abraham trained her and I'd buy that Abraham was a bomb expert. But I, what I don't buy in that scene is that she quickly explained to everybody else how to disarm the bomb in two seconds. And it's like, okay, everybody, this is how to disarm the bomb. Do, 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 do. Go. And not one person blows up. And, uh, and and I like how it blew up later with the uh, with the obvious uh, I don't bad feeling about this, but I would have liked to lose somebody there from mishandling a bomb or some situation. Of, but I lost Sasha. That would have been fine. Yeah. Yes. She she has another show coming up. She has a Star Trek show. She's going to be on soon. So she's 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 good. She, her time her time's limited. She's going to be on Star Trek. Her time is gonna come. come. Yes. It's tick tick tick. Joe is Joe is a tiger warg. Yeah. Joe just warged in the tiger. He knows. He knows. I could believe in the king as a quirk if if it wasn't mentally bitching about Negan. Uh. Yeah. Like that clothesline scene that was pretty fat, wasn't it? That was a really fun, as improbable as some of the elements of it, and we'll get to that in the recap. But I visually really like that scene. I thought that was. It looked neat, sure. It looked it made absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever, <laughs> but sure, it looked neat. It was. It looked awesome. It was fun. It was a. Uh, it but to me, I don't mind if The Walking Dead is that kind of ridiculous. That kind of ridiculous is fun for me in a show like this. I like that. It, do, it doesn't bother me. There's a way to get that in the show. There's a way to do that without making it that... <laughs> Why didn't the group that was in the zombies drive out of the zombies? Like, I don't get it. Like, there's a way to put that... You want that in the show? Great. I put it in, Let's get that in there. Nick Nicotero, Greg Nicotero, whatever the fuck your names are. Let's do it. Let's put it in there. But how about we not be fucking idiots about it? There's a way to do it. I'm sure there's a way to do it. They're not stupid people. They make. A, they were making a great show for a long time. They can do that again. <laughs> they, I believe they can do it again. You believe in them, Joe? 
But Joe, Joe, I, I believe do. I believe in you, but I gotta say. I don't think I'm not sure if they do have it in them. I mean, I, I was re- I'll know by the <laughs> I'll know I'll know by the end of the season, I think. Uh or or if they can hit home this storyline coming up, again, just to talk around it, I think that I think that can make for some really good television. I, I don't think this was the best start to this back half of the season, but it wasn't bad. I it I'm being a little extra hard on it just because I had a lot of hype. It's a mid-season premiere. It's a mid-season premiere, but it was a decent episode of The Walking Dead. Nothing special, nothing overtly bad bad about it compared to some of the episodes in the first half of the season that I had a real problem with. This was a good start, but it should have been a little bit more of a bigger thing coming into it just to kind of grab everyone by the balls and be like, okay, you're worried about this is the walking dead. Rick Grimes is back in control. Watch him start to fuck shit up and start the process of fucking shit up. And I guess that's what it was supposed to do, but it was a little bit too monologue heavy. Why the fuck did it need to be 12 minutes extra? That's like unnecessary to me. That's just all commercial dude. It's lazy editing. Edit the shit down. You could edit down some of these fucking monologues. What the fuck? I mean, what the fuck? It's, it's again, like Sons of Anakin. I bitched about that too at the end. You just had to put in another fucking montage at the end with Katie Seagal singing. Like, shut the fuck up. Make the episode an hour. We didn't, we didn't need that Greg scene. We already have, we are, we, we didn't need that Greg scene. Maggie took over at the end of the last season. Didn't she? She, she, yeah. Didn't we already go through that? Yeah. so so let's not waste any time, Joe. Let's get into it, because that's that's kind of right at the beginning here. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into this. Recap. Recap. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking recap. Let's recap this shit. And I have to admit, some of my recap notes are very minimal tonight because there was a, it was very, especially at the beginning of the episode, it's very top heavy. I have some audio of the scenes as as uh, as always, and we'll listen to a few parts of that. But let's get let's get into this fucking recap. And first of all, before we start this section, let's get into the live chat. Hey, Anthony, great to see you. Great to see Claudio, T Baby, Laugh, Tim. Timo, all of our good friends in the live motherfucking chat tonight, and to anyone that's checking this out later, please make sure you share your comments in the comment section and talk about what you thought about the episode. If you think we're wrong, tell us why the fuck we're wrong. We really like to hear that and hear different perspectives and shit like that. You can always leave voicemails 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 781-990-8509, and we go on probably about 30 minutes or so right after the episode airs on the East Coast time if you can happen to join us live so definitely come and check it out and jump in the live chat with some of the best people in the world talking about the episode right after it fucking happened cj oh, dumb- yeah. yeah history buffs oh history buffs sent you here great fucking dude thank you so much for coming in dom and uh, awesome love to nick and thank you to him for coming out on the channel if anyone hasn't checked that out i have a uh sit down with uh, Nick, who's going to be on the channel some more. We're going to get him on a feedback Game of Thrones broad uh, thing during the Game of Thrones season and a couple more things in the future. So huge thanks to uh, Nick and Dom for coming over here and checking it out. Phil digging the wrong burgundy mustache. I was halfway between shaving and this is the Every couple of years, I like to have a porn stash for a couple of couple of weeks. So uh, so I'm uh, I'm sporting you do the... it every year. And isn't it like every year for you about a month? One year. For for sometimes a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah. I I think I wish I could be more of a mustache person than I am. 
usually do it in the fall once, usually around around Halloween time. Yeah. So you're keeping you have a you do you have a little notepad? You you have the calendar where you, you put you and put. I've just I've just I've, I've got 20, 20 years. Yeah, of you've watching. known you've known me for a long time. So so I, I get I get mustachey at times, yeah, and I, I like looking as creepy as possible. So if I if I don't look <laughs> if I don't look even more enough like someone that hides in the woods and follows you people around, that I like to add one other element to goofiness. Alicia, great to see Alicia. Great to see everyone. Porn stash. Exactly. And this all came from a discussion in the end of the Vikings recap last week. So if anyone wants to hear where the, uh, the, the impetus for me growing a mustache comes from, you can check that out. So, so we start off in the episode and we get a first person view of Alexandria and Father Gabriel watching on the evening. He's unaware that the eyes are on him as he looks down and he's reading a book. He gets a book. I assume that the book's a choose your own adventure book of some kind because he's reading it. He's looking all excited as he hears something and he walks in the direction of it. He walks in the house and everything's quiet. Quiet and we hear a, cl- a clatter of sounds and choose your own adventure and pretty much the book he was reading was <laughs> pretty much right <laughs> pretty much pretty much without, without being offensive <laughs> <laughs> so he's reading a choose your own adventure book and <laughs> so he walks in the house and everything's quiet go, go down go down this avenue death Go down this avenue. Turn to salt. It's just all this shit happens. So go down this avenue. Know that your father's going to kill you one day. Okay, so he walks in the house. Phil looks like a skinny Ron Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I had other assets like Ron Jeremy, but uh, but unfortunately, I can just go for looking a little bit like... Uh, Oh, I fuck! I blinked at his name. What was his name in uh, in Orgasmo? The the cock knocker. <laughs> I forget what his name is. Okay, so he knocks over a bin of food, and it's a fucking mess. He looks at the food log to just kind of see to make sure nothing's missing. But he and then we see him grabbing a tons of we- tons of weapons. He throws the book back in back down and kind of leaves a message that we see later. And then he gets in the car and he just drives off. And I go, did he just peace out? Did he just drive the fuck off? And yeah, I think he stole everything. Yeah, he, right the fuck off. <laughs> he told. So, do you think it is as it seems? Do you believe it with Rick, or do you believe with uh, the other team that it was uh, it, that that he just pussied out and grabbed everyone's supplies? I think. I think no way he did that. He's of course he did that. Oh, of course he did that. Fuck Father Gabriel. <laughs> So I don't know. I guess I, we'll get so to. So what? 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 What else could he have been doing? Here's here's the thing. Someone could. So he's on. He's on watch, not paying attention, and someone comes up and threatens him somehow, makes him, forces him to do all that stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Him in the act of it all. That's what I'm thinking. No, I'm th- why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he make any kind of racket or noise? What are they holding Judas? Where's Judas in all this? We didn't see Judas. Oh, Judith? Who's that? Judith? <laughs> no, I know. I, where is Judith? We didn't see her at all this episode. Gabriel is a snake What's in the... Judith? Someone says Gabriel is a snake in the grass. Richie says someone was in the car with him. Uh, now it's a yep, new rig. Someone's head popped up. Someone was giving him head in the backseat. Uh, I don't think he just stole it for no reason, but how did he know that about the both pe- boat people? Faith, oh shit, Joe's in a black hole. I just think it's... It seemed to me that it was too obvious that he just stole the stuff. So the show was telling me that it's something else. It's just what what I think. He that there was some other arterial arterial motive. Someone was making him do that. I think it's going to be that someone made him do it, and it doesn't make sense exactly. But I think it's going to be that someone made him do it. 
Who's going to make him do that, though? The, boat, gonna... the boat guy. Whoever was on the boat. Uh, why, though? Uh, Stain, or whatever that guy's name. Strain. <laughs> Strain on the what? boat. Makes no sense. Judas is in the back, trained to be the chick from Resident Evil. <laughs> I do think it's funny that clergy, the clergy of the show is the biggest piece of shit. Judith was with someone else while Gabriel was on watch. How would how would someone make him do it, though? At least she's on your side. How the fuck would someone actually make him do all that stuff, though? Especially the way he, right. he is now. All, all, right, he just refused. He'd fight. He'd do something the way he's supposed to be now, right? Yeah, what would, the, what would have been the contact point? Yeah, Alicia, has, Alicia and you, Joe, make, make a good point. Skinny Ron Jeremy. Oh, my God, now I'm back in the 80s. And seeing that should not see cannot be unseen cannot be unseen. People in the live chat are being like, "Oh, I can't, I can't not see it anymore." Fuck, and sorry everybody. I was trying, I was trying to look for some, I was trying to look for some quick porn music to play right there, but I, I couldn't find any. Okay, so. Okay, so then we come back in, and Greg's being a dick to our crew, and let's listen to a few seconds of Greg being a dick. Any arrangement we had is now done, null and void. Hmm? We aren't trade partners, we aren't friends, and we never met. Joe, did you get it that this guy's a dick? Did you get it yet? Yeah, we've known that. We've known. Why is he still in the office? Why is he still even pretending to be leader? Wait, wait, wait. He's got more. Hmm? We don't know each other. And as people in the live chat say, Greg, huh? Greg swears he's still in charge, man. What the fuck? Greg is always a dick. This show is still on. Walking Dead sucks. It's like, ain't no one going to listen to his dumb ass. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And I mean, I'm glad that we at least saw that scene at the end of this scene when there's a group from there that are supporting Maggie. But it should be a lot more of them at this point, right? Who is still supporting yeah. this fucking guy? I mean. Who would? What? Right. He's Nobody just he's just a dick. I mean, we can get into everything he says here, but he just he has such a big cockatude in this situation and just he just he, the whole you know he's not talking to Maggie, he's not the only girl he's oh, talking nothing. to that way. This group isn't the only people he talks to that way. Yeah. Like he, when he said to Jesus, "Don't you work for me?" Boy. He oh, be, what? He's like, "Don't you work for me, boy?" Yeah, and he just basically yelling at him and stuff. Aren't yeah. Aren't we friends? Gregory, we already started this. You started. We and we're gonna win. These are killers. And what I didn't like about this scene, again, is the dialogue seemed a little cheesy at times. And it, it was just every line, like when one of the other members of the crew besides Rick spoke up, it was almost like an after school special. Yeah, and then we gotta do this, this, this. I don't know, it just, it the dialogue was a little cheesily written at times for me if I'm being nitpicky like a little bitch. So I'm being gonna be a little asshole here and, uh, and, and yeah, but I, I pretty even though it was overkill, I did love the actor playing Gregory really owns this douchebag part and playing like the, his cock ass wise, wise assery is is uh, natural. The actor plays it well. And and uh, then Daryl says they all start to walk out and Daryl says, we don't need them. And uh, and Enid says, "Come with me. If you come with me, if you want to live." And then they lead them outside. And there's a few other folks from Hilltop that all want to support Rick and beat the saviors. And again, this was just really like kind of just cheesy in the line. They're, they're all they're all walking outside anyway. Come with me. They take two more steps. Here. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Timo says the lines had a felt breaking the fourth wall at times, like trying to explain to the audience. Like, yeah, get the audience up to date. And that's what the beginning of this episode felt like in a lot of ways. Like, I do. Like, do you really exactly think we can beat him? And then this music that kicks in the scene, do you really think Enid we can beat him? You could show us the way. I'm ready. Me too. I'm me too. Me too. I'm ready too. Let's all go beat Negan now. Oh my god. Even it has hope. Do you hear the music? It's very hopeful. Because hope is in the air. We're all hopeful. And I don't know. It was just really bothering me. Maybe I'm a horrible person. Maybe I just can't can't enjoy things. Maybe I'm what's that inodontic or whatever. I just can't can't find joy in anything. Cause cause I was just the more happy they did were. Somebody send you, did somebody send you hate mail? No. no if if I <laughs> more more optimistic. No, well, not no more than usual, Joe. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no more than usual. Yeah, I have a whole folder of it all. I have a whole folder of the emails. Uh, but. But no, I, I just, it, every time that they were happy, when they were talking about how optimistic they were about the few, every time the happy music played, it made me sick to my fucking stomach. Sick to my fucking I, stomach, Joe. I didn't even notice any happy music. Ugh, the music was bothering me in this episode. The music felt like that, that music you can download from websites that's royalty free and it's like a tension scene dun dun there was that part at the end that sounded like the Mission Impossible theme remixed and stuff it, it was the music in this episode stood out to me for being bad and unoriginal in this episode I kept writing it what the fuck is up with this music so it, it, was, it was noticeable to me in the episode so, uh, so anyways, so Daryl says we don't need them and they head outside and there's some other folks that are all, uh, that all are going to help out and Carl gives Enid fuck me eyes and Daryl wants to blow them all up and <laughs> we don't need them. All we need is this chair and this remote control and, and this lamp and, 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 and my dog shithead. <laughs> so... So then Jesus also stole a walkie-talkie, and now it's time to get really goofy. Get really goofy, and but there were workers there. People didn't have a choice. We gotta win. We, we just need got more hands. We need more group. Even <laughs> as outposts, the geography, the distance works against us. We need help. We gotta get back. Don't we gotta get back. We gotta do something. It's time to go meet King Ezekiel. King Ezekiel, what the fuck? And, and so we're king, 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 what the fuck? So again, Joe, uh, you'll further be calling me King Phil or King Issues for the remainder of this podcast. All right, Your Majesty, King, I'm King. I'm sure, you sure? I think with that with that line, I should be calling you Gregory. Gregory the Dick. <laughs> I, I missed you too, Anna Banana. Great to see you. Great to see everyone in the live motherfucking chat. You guys are so fucking awesome. Daryl wants to blow them up, and miraculously, they find some explosives. I roll. It's one of those worlds, Alicia. You just imagine it. It happens. It's it's imagination land. Imagination, imagination. <laughs> oh my goodness. All hail King Jeremy. Okay, so now back in, we see some greens. We see uh, one walker at the, as the truck pulls up, and they arrive at the kingdom, and we get this whole situation. Here we are. It's called the kingdom? It's called the kingdom? Yeah. I didn't name it. So we're here. Oh, we're always here. Well, 
I didn't okay. name it. No matter where you are, well, there you are. There you are. That's what I mean, the cliches. We get that, we get the, no matter where you are, there you are. Like, they had to put that in the fucking script. You had to waste a second on that fucking line, on that cheesy, useless bullshit that means nothing just to put a cliche of hope in the fucking episode. Fuck you. Fuck you. Anyways, we continue. We were already here. (laughs) I mean, we're always here. Here we are. <laughs> We're always here. So there you are. When you're a hero, it's responsibility. Responsibility needs a hero. <laughs> and Rosita's mad over Ghost Dick. He left you. Get over it. T-Baby perfectly said. She's mad over Ghost Dick. Because we fucked the same guy. I have to be friends with you. No, you have to be friends with me because we're fucking in a team together. And if we don't protect each other and talk and communicate, we're going to die. So, and I'm so going... Rosita's having a bad week, though. Come on. <laughs> first, first her, uh, Abraham cheats on her, leaves her, gets his head bashed in, then... Benner Spencer gets himself gutted. In, in fairness, that would that that kind of and her Eugene gets himself taken. In fairness, those last two are kind of blessings in disguises. <laughs> she's she's kind of better off without without uh, Spencer. He, he he gutted like a like a twenty five cent uh, pile of uh, ecto glue or some shit. Sasha never slept with Abraham. Her <laughs> her pussy is haunted or cursed. <laughs> the girls in the live chat are cracking me up right now. It's fucking hilarious shit going on. So, okay, so we get back. Some green the walker pulls up. They they go to the kingdom. And these guys come up to them like, Thou art thou. Who art thou here with thee, thou kingdom? And then one of them sees that it's Jesus and just goes, Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on, Jesus? Oh, what's up, Jesus? High five, buddy. What's going on? Hey, Jesus. You look kind of like Animal from the Muppets. Hey, buddy. High five. Hey, hey Animal. Get the fuck out of here, Animal. <laughs> so... <laughs> who are these people? And they're like-minded people who would like an audience with the king. <laughs> and Rick comes down, and, he, and then they basically tell everyone to get the hell out of the car, and like-minded, like, how? Well, we all hate the sla- saviors. And it seems like a weird situation, and I'd have the same kind of fears if I was Rick and crew when someone tells you to line up here and hand over your guns. But ultimately, the whole scene ends up with much do about nothing, and... Yeah, they only have two guns, and and again, they don't take Michonne's sword. Do you not take the no. sword? They don't take the sword. They don't take the hatchet. They don't take any of the knives. And Rick Grimes of the Alexandria House walk enters. Thou art time in the podcast. When we thou enter the kingdom, and when we thou enter the kingdom, thou art Rick Grimes from Alexandriaville House. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck that. I can't do. I can't do anything. What the fuck? Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> My fuck. Okay, so Jesus and Richard have a minute of anticipation. We find out that R- we know that Richard hates the saviors. We get more of an expansive look at the kingdom, some more soft music that just irritates me for whatever reason. And Michonne says, they, we've got numbers, but can they fight? For yet another cliche. Maybe. Then we see Tara. Uh, we see Tara sees Morgan, and the music's like a nursery rhyme, and they're just a whole big hi hi. 
Joe, it's so good to have you back in the podcast. I love you, Joe. When you lean back like that, it, oh. looks, it looks like an old MySpace photo where you're just like, hey, everybody, it's Joe. <laughs> I'm all lounging. And... I was up since 5 a.m. Gross. <laughs> Oh shit, dude! Well, thank thank you for thank you for uh, joining us back for this. We could couldn't do the Walking Dead premiere without you, one way or another, Joe. I was gonna either make you call, we miss it. yeah, we couldn't miss this for the world. I love you, Joe. Uh, so, uh, oh, there we go. As hard as I am on it, broke. I enjoyed this episode too. I I was I I'll say this. I was not always excited by it, but it didn't cause me to turn away from the screen and go, "What the fuck's going on?" And that's an improvement over the first half of the season. So Joe, so Joe, who's gonna really stretch out, put, make sure to put his hands down his pants, like uh, yeah, Al Bundy in a second. Get the Al Bundy going. This is casting couch. So, casting so, <laughs> couch yeah. cuties. Here so, we go. So, so Joe, have you? So Joe, have you ever done any modeling before? <laughs> so, which? Just my Calvin Klein. What your crow doesn't know. Your so your crow dropped you off here, and uh, and so. <laughs> So what I need you to do is stand up and get down on your hands and knees and suck my cack. Joe, Joe casting couch. I'll get, the, I'll get the job, right? I'll, I'll get the job. <laughs> of course, of course. See, see this $100 bill I have right here? I'll give you this $100 bill right, right here. $100 bill. Porn stash comes in handy in this scene. Haha, <laughs> Joe casting couch from Uncle Phil's Connor. <laughs> so, so anyways. He just seems so trustworthy with the stash. Of course. Of course. Come and sit on Uncle Phil's lap, Joe. Come on. I'm the, I'm the ghostess with the mostess. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, pull the, pull the George Costanza pose. So... Oh, sorry. I'm. Uh, I gotta turn. Turn I don't the. Know the George you were close. You were close to it before. It's like it's like out here with the, um, the whole body. Okay. So, uh, so Tyra sees Morgan. The music's like a nursery rhyme. Uh, how do you know Morgan? Well, we go back from the very start of this the series, like the very start of the, like the first episode. We met each other. It's amazing. So they asked Morgan about Carol, and she said, and he says they were the. She was here, but she's not there. And she. And, how do you do? Where is she? Is she okay? She was here and then she left. You know, she wasn't too happy with me following her. She wanted to get away from us, from everyone. But when I found her, she was shot. Just the grades, I got her back here. They got doctors. They're good. Again, it's the, it's the music kind of, when a lot of people were saying the beginning part of the episode was boring, I think a lot of it had to do with the music. I think the music makes it boring. If you have either just a little faster pace in that scene and the music behind it, it doesn't drag as much as it does. But some of the music that they add to those scenes with Morgan talking there, for instance, just drags down the dialogue even more, at least it did for me. It, was, it just noticeably slows the fuck everything down. Uh, so with closed captions on, Gabriel says, just checking in the kitchen to somebody that, oh, really? Uh, good, good one, do. They will all team up with Rick. I really hope they don't spend the rest of the season showing us this bullshit. Just get to the fight. Or, excuse me. Just get to the fight already. I, th- I think that's what most of us are thinking. Most of us just kind of want them to cut to the cut to the chase. Just stick it in already. We've you've done enough foreplay with all of this. You gave us a whole whole season of foreplay. Just stick us with the knee. Just stick us with that bat, Lucille. <laughs> they asked Morgan about Carol, and Morgan says he had to kill somebody, and Carol was there, and now she's now she's gone. He doesn't know where with him. Joe, do you think he? he- Lies straight up to them. Yeah, do you think he should have told them the truth about 
like who like what the fuck is Morgan's do Morgan doing? What's Morgan's whole whole thing here? And he agrees with Ezekiel later about not fighting a fight against. Do you think like what the fuck? He and he even knows. They tell him what happens. It's not like Carol. Carol doesn't know what happened to the rest of the group. What the fuck's Morgan thinking, Joe? Well, I think um, <laughs> I think he's just still he's still on the fence there. He's, he's still. I don't know what he's thinking, dude. I just don't no, know. No, you can say it. You can say it. I know, you, I know you're getting tired. I know you're on the casting couch here, Joe. But let's cut through the shit sandwich here. Morgan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Morgan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's, he's a hypocritical pile of shit. Doing, what was that? He's never, he's never known what he's doing. He did for about five minutes with the cheese grater guy. <laughs> Kiyote, great to see you in the live fucking chat. Great to see you. So no, he didn't even know then. <laughs> he didn't even know then. It's true. It's true. He really didn't. He's a fucking... And I just... I really don't like how he jumped... He took Ezekiel's side in that situation not to go to war against Negan. He should take their word. Knowing what Negan did to their people, it just seems ridiculous to me that he wouldn't get on board to fight the fight now. It just seems like a lot of unnecessary... Unnecessary stalling. It just pisses me off, dude. Yeah. It does. It seems like very much so. And like magically, we're gonna we're gonna find a, a brand new army. We did at the end of the episode. Fifty people just show up out of nowhere. Fifty. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, uh, fucking Chekhov's che garbage pail kids show up at the end. And here they are to save the fucking day. We got them. Phil Morgan was smart. He told Rick not to attack the satellite, but what happened? They fucked up. I, I th I've agreed with Morgan in the past. I just think in this situation, he should listen to his group with what happened to them and, and know that anyone that would do that to their group, and if Rick is being so serious about we need to stop this guy, just get on board. Rick, I mean, everybody. He had the whole team. They were all there being like, we need to stop this fucking Negan guy. And it just would have been good if Morgan supported them and, and urged Ezekiel on to to support Rick and group. Yep. <laughs> Eli says the Walking Dead should look at the flowers. <laughs> the Walking Dead should look at what? Should stare look at the flowers, Walking Dead. Look at the flower. Look at the pretty flowers. Uh, <laughs> damn, we need men. We need guns. Oh wait, we got surprises here. We got some surprises for you. What's but what's behind door number two? So we we get the what I think is a very a very serious scene, a well, a well done scene with, for the most part, with Daryl and Morgan and Rick. And then we cut right from the serious to the insane as we cut to a giant tiger walking around with Ezekiel greeting Jesus. And listen to Ezekiel greet Jesus. Jesus! It pleases me to see you, old friend. It pleases him indeed, Jerry. Tell me, what news do you bring, good King Ezekiel? Are these new? Huge, oh my God! Huge, huge love to Tyler. Uh, Tell from me, what news do you bring, good Ezekiel? Joe, yeah. What was your first thought when you start hearing dialogue like? As you brought me. Uh, Indeed, they are your Majesty. Same as it was the last time I heard it. Like Jesus Christ, are you fucking kidding me? Now I, Give I, it up. 
I appreciate that the show makes fun of it and has people sort of react to it off-puttingly, but it still comes off as so ridiculously stupid. Suddenly we're at a renaissance fair, or a renaissance fair, as Ted Mosley says. It, it, it's, it is really ridiculous in that anybody would put up with it and not just immediately like think this guy was a complete idiot for having a tiger on the chain walking through town. <laughs> Talking like that is beyond me. But but you might have just you might be on to it, Joe. He has a tiger. I mean, you some guys walking through town with a tiger. You don't really tell him what's up. He kind of tells you what's up. No, you don't even. You have nothing to do with an idiot that does that. <laughs> it continues. Alexandria already fought them once, and we won. We thought we took out the threat, but we didn't know then what we know now. We only beat one outpost. So this goes on for a while, and they go bum 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 da 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 ya da da What could have been literally a two-minute scene with a quick discussion turns into like a twenty-minute discussion that just goes on and on and on. Where Rick says uh, they go back and forth. King, this sort of disdain. They talk about beating up one outpost, like we just heard. They, they need to be stopped. They rule with violence. Jesse and Ezekiel go back and forth. They go back for Jesus breaking a confidence that they had a deal with the saviors. There's just all this shit mixed in that's just like, I understand it, but it's all... It, and I know I'm coming from a podcast where I talk about things and I explain. I'm not showing you what's happening in a visual screen. But on a television show, they just tell us all this shit in a dialogue scene. And it's just fucking... Not what I want to see from The Walking Dead. I just don't want to hear a talking head just talk about this shit. It gets fucking annoying. <coughs> it absolutely does. Good people were killed by the saviors. Brutally. Who? Abraham. Isaac. Glenn. Spencer. Olivia. Everyone got, everyone got killed. So they, they keep trying to push the issue. And... And they tell Morgan what happened to the people, and Rosita is like, are you happy, asshole? No, I'm sad that they're gone. They all tell their story about how Negan sucks, and they give their best aphorism, and, uh, and... The, and over and over again this episode. Constantly, that's all we hear about. And it just keeps going on and on. Beat him to death. Terrorize the hilltop. Set loose walkers just to make a point. We get it. I used to think the deal was something we could live with. We get, okay, yeah. yeah. And things. the music too, again, here, it's so stock. It's changing. So let's change the world, Your Majesty. I want to be honest about what we're asking. It's something you get in Garage Band or something. Our people are strong, but there's not enough of us. We don't have guns, not enough at least. <laughs> no, Phil's mustache is Azora. We have <laughs> Phil's mustache is Azora. <laughs> It's fine. It is known. It is known. Rosita should die like real quick, says BBM. <laughs> so they all tell their story about how Negan sucks, say their best aphorism. They got guns. How are we going to get guns? Well, Tara's got a crew that has guns conveniently. Oh, great. So Richard agrees that, listen, we need to stop shit. And everyone kind of is telling Ezekiel, we need to, we need to stop shit. But then he turns and goes, what say you, Morgan? Morgan. Yeah. Well, I think we should go lick Negan's balls. We do, we need to we need to sit down and talk to Negan and explain to him that, you know, once we capture once we 
captured we're me. We're just people too. And we're people and they're people and we can get with people. But so he basically says, we, if we capture Negan, the problem will be over. And, and then Rick gives his very important, because it's the title of the episode, so it must be important, speech about rock in the road. And it was a rock in the road. <laughs> That's the speech. It was a rock on the road. There was wagon wheels. My grandmother told me about a walk, and there was a wheel. And I just sat there and I cried because there was a wheel. And oh my God. When I lost what my daddy's beer. He's going to hit me when I get home. The beer. Yeah, sorry. The beer, my family brewed. Sorry, I know I'm not walking David, but this is my Rick Grimes tonight. And then. They were hungry. Rick's family is weird as fuck, says TV. <laughs> yeah, this is a fucked up story. It's not quite the Pulp Fiction story that Christopher Walken tells young Bruce Willis, but it's pretty bad. Right, and then she wore that rock up her ass <laughs> yeah. for seven years. And, and then she made a beer out of it, Joe. She distilled that, she distilled that ass. And then <laughs> and she made a great bro. No way, dude. Awful. <laughs> So the speech goes on with more sad music. And Corey Mitchell says, Rick's grandmother tells some shitty stories. This was anticlimactic. No story structure at all. There was a bag of gold. There's a bag of gold. No story structure at all. <laughs> there was, the, the, then there was a leprechaun. Then, Joe, there was a leprechaun. <laughs> and he started to steal my lucky charms. He stole my lucky charms, Joe. Lucky charms. The bitch should be should have died for spilling beer. That's what should happen. And so we come back in and we see one of the kingdom dudes in the woods. Uh, we'll call him Dead Kid. I'm Dead Kid Ben, and he's hunting Carol. And Carol's there with a gun, going, "What the fuck are you doing? Are you are you an idiot?" And she gives him a speech about, you know, you're going to be dead soon. You better get out of here. And he tells her that Ezekiel worries about him. And yeah, 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 I'm good on food and water. We help each other out with it. So we, because we needed another cliche in here. We help each other out because that's what people do. People help each other out. <laughs> that's the kind of world we live in. <laughs> really? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we saw Carol for a second. Do you have any, any thoughts about the Carol scene, Joe? Boring as fuck. <laughs> Threatens another kid. <laughs> the child, the child, the child abuse continues from the Carol end. <laughs> Hates children. They all gravitate to her too. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> so, so, so it's it, then we then after that amazing Carol scene, we get to uh, another Ezekiel speech. Where another one? Where Ezekiel gives, uh, or he talk he, first he talks to Stoner Kid in the woods alone. He tells them that he's. Uh, he brags to Ezekiel about how he's practicing really hard, and even though he's going to die real soon, he's going to be, you know, really good someday. And Ezekiel says, yeah, 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 whatever. Do you talk to Carol? And Ezekiel's real cute in this scene. This is the scene in the episode I like. Did she say anything yeah, about me? Yeah, yeah. Did, 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 did she mention me, dude? Joe, Joe, did, she, did you give her my note? Did you, would she, what, box, <laughs> what, what box did she check? Does, does she like me? Does, do you know if Carol likes me? <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like every time we cut to Joe, he's in a different position. Oh <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Ignore the man behind the iron mask there. So, uh, so yeah. So then we go to, <laughs> we see that Rick says, sorry, uh, Okay, then we go to the council. The king is pure. We get a music montage of people in the kingdom with bows and arrows jogging around like an army. And then Ezekiel gives another speech where he says, Hark, evil vampires, thou shalt never take the soul of the one true... (laughs) (laughs) That again is from Corey. Gotta give Corey Mitchell credit on that one. He gives us another speech. What's your speech? Give it. And I wanted more of this. I wanted to wanted more of what? Armless, limbless kids? Like this. <laughs> less, less legs and arms than this I wanted more of this crippled kids Even shooting bows. <laughs> yes, yes, Chris. Chris, Joe, Joe has, uh, Joe's hit the wall. Joe, Joe's hit, Joe's hit, the, Joe's definitely hit the wall. But uh, give him a break. He's been up since five in the morning, joining us here through fucking uh, the telephone. Here we're we're jumping in Joe's house. This is we can get a brief look at the uh, future Joe's future uh, setup here in the uh, in coming months. But uh, but uh, no, I'm not even in the in the nice room. Not not a yetta. And if if Dare was a vampire, he would be repelled by holding a bar of soap. <laughs> Uncle Chester porn mustache. It, yeah, here I am. Hey kids, here I am. In, in all its creepy glory. All its creepy glory. Hello, William. So, so okay, so uh, it came to the cost, but we're sympathetic. Uh, so he says that he will, you, got, you guys all have to, I cannot help you, I cannot fight this fight with you, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, but you can keep Daryl here because the saviors aren't allowed beyond these walls. So, and Daryl's Daryl's pissed. Everyone's pissed, and they all start walking away. Maggie and Rosita can't be friends because they had sex with the same had sex with the same dead guy. Apparently, uh, excuse me. And then Richard wants to go, and and they kind of have a scene with Rick where he talks back and forth about should I fight? How many people do you actually have? Rick says not enough yet. So they're all gonna go, and Rick says no, except for you, Daryl. The smartest play is for you to stay here. And Daryl and Rick are separated again. It's really emotional as the doors close. As Daryl and Rick say goodbye. Oh, excuse me. It really choked me up emotionally in that moment. (laughs) And uh, then we said, uh, Corey Mitchell said at this point, thus far in the episode, they've stayed true to the story by having a lot of walking and a lot of dead silences. (laughs) So... So coming into the second half of the episode, we hear the action starts to pick up and we get for me the best one of the best parts of the episode. And yes, in fact, surprising me, it's Negan. So let's listen to Negan in this scene. Oh, poor fat Joe. Things will not be the same now that he's dead. Without fat Joey, skinny Joey is just Joey. So it's a goddamn tragedy. So let's have a moment of silence. Do you know what makes me think? Because I think I like that scene so much, or like that speech by Negan so much. I think it has to do with 
the body mannerism, the the movements that he brings to the Negan character, the way he walks and the looks he gives, I think send me off more about it. Just hearing his voice and hear him do a kind of funny monologue like that, I think I, I bought that and I enjoy that. So, so I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what that means, but I have to say I was actually happy to hear Negan's voice in this episode. I thought it added something. It added a little bit more snap and pop to it. It was snappy. So, who gave a fuck about Fat Joey, though, says Timo. <laughs> the Walking Dead must be doing something right. They're talking, uh, that we're talking about. Oh, the people in the live chat talking about the Grammys right now. Who the hell was skinny Joey anyway? His speech was so-so. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia's like, meh. Alicia, I think, Alicia and Joe are, uh, on the same page with this episode. And Dirty says, yeah, this, the episode was bad. Uh, so Negan's voice is talking shit about Fat Joey, and we hear him joking about oral sex, uh, lots of fun stuff. The Negan show. Then our group meets a roadblock, and they're going to move some cars in the roadblock, and they move them back and forth. Michonne uh, and Rick, they go back. There's just a lot of action. Stuff happens. They spread a lot of walkers around, and they notice that there's some bombs attached to the to some uh, to some a wire or something, uh, or some wire line or something. It's a trip, it's a trip wire, basically. <laughs> a trip wire. And Tyra backs up, good team effort. We get more voices on the radio, uh, Negan saying that they're going to start searching for Daryl. So then they break off to uh, take out the bombs after Rosita tells them all how to disarm bombs in two seconds. And then we get Mission Impossible remix music as Rosita, uh, as they all go and they try to disarm all the bombs and take the dynamite on. A lot of shit goes on as they gather explosives trying to, trying to, uh, trying to, Set the road, uh, clear the road. At the same time, we start seeing a horde of zombies start to walk through, at, heading towards the situation, and uh, and things just start to amp up. The tension starts to amp up here. It seems like a good setup, which eventually leads to. I wasn't even sure what was going on in the moment, uh, but it all leads up to Rick and Michonne setting up a giant clothesline and going and taking out hundreds of walkers by clotheslining them. Joe, you talked a little bit about this earlier. Did you, this was your favorite scene in the episode, right? I didn't, I didn't understand why, why they did it. I just, why didn't they drove into the zombies to jump into the car that was surrounded by zombies to have everybody in that car drive out of the zombies. Why didn't they just drive out and pick up Rick and Michonne? <laughs> Do you know why? Because in the script, no. they thought it would look cool. <laughs> they thought it would look it cool. It looks cool. They could have figured out a better way to do that, though. I like... They're, uh, they're, they're, we're idiots. I guess. I guess we're just idiots. Because we're supposed to be like, oh, that was so awesome, and not real like, why didn't... Like, I, I just don't get I don't get it. don't get it. The whole segment was kind of dumb, says Alicia. And great to see fucking Devin in the live chat. I know my porn's mustache. I, I, Uncle... Ha, 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 Devin. I'm here. <laughs> S spread that side butthole. <laughs> great to see Devin from Atheism is Unstoppable in the live fucking chat right now. Dirty Locks uh, striking a sexy pose tonight. Uh, my city is in flood watch. Might need to evacuate soon. Stay fucking safe, Scott, out there. It's fucking uh, evil as shit. So, but be fucking safe, my friend. Yeah, they risked way too much for that bomb. And yeah, and Joe, Taka says it perfectly. It was because it was a TV moment. They needed the fucking TV moment. 
There's a way to get it in there without making it so stupid, though. <laughs> that that's like, a, that's what I don't I don't understand. Spend five more minutes to figure it out, Nicotero. <laughs> five more minutes figuring out how to not make it look so fucking stupid. Like I don't like it looks like visually it looks okay. It looks good. Like I liked it. That was fun. But like figure out not how how to not either tell us we're stupid or make us think you're stupid. One or the other, because why didn't the minivan just drive out and go pick up Rick and fucking Michonne instead of them drive in and almost die? <laughs> but again, because we needed the visual. <laughs> you can put it in there, spend five minutes and figure it out. It's pretty uh, sad. It's sad. It's, they've given up. They don't give a shit. So they don't uh, give a shit. They're trying to kill the show. They're trying to kill the show, but they're like, "Shit, we have source material, which is good enough. How do we kill the source material?" So, like, I, if they really want to kill the show, just kill Daryl, I guess. Because people, I, in, people in the live chat want to waterboard you. Sandman says, "All you do is bitch, Joe, and we're it's going. The show is back." Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I said it. Come on, I'm, I'm giving the scene credit for like what it was, visually stunning. Okay, great, but like, what? What do you mean? Like, all I want to do is bitch. It, like, have some fucking self-respect, people. Fucking bitch when you see something that's stupid. Don't just be like, okay, it's a TV moment, and I'm stupid America. Yeah. Come on, fucking demand better from these fuckfaces who, who make millions off of making you sit there and waste your life in front of fucking commercial after commercial for, for two extra minutes of actual showtime. Here's an extra 20 minutes of fucking commercials. Buy our fucking products and eat this garbage fucking scene that could have been that much better if we spent five fucking minutes, five more goddamn minutes figuring out how to make it work. Fuck. Oh, I got to give lots of love in the live chat to, uh, <laughs> to fucking, uh, <laughs> to fucking, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Joe, g great to have you back in the live fucking <laughs> chat, Joe. Great to have you back in the live streams. And I have to give Sandman lots of love for sparking that last Joe rant. I wasn't sure if we were going to get one more before the end of the night, but, <laughs> but we, we got one. So thank you, Sandman, for, uh, for sparking that. <laughs> so you can do better assholes as... <laughs> Mellow Joe Rants are the best. <laughs> Phil, you look like Weird Al Yankovic. I do look like Weird Al. I've uh, I've told this story millions of times. I met him once, and I said, "Dad," and uh, <laughs> I love I love Weird Al, especially with the mustache. Though, yeah, I could, I definitely could do a uh, do a total uh, Weird Al thing right now. Uh, Claudio, chill, Joe Rant, a new kind of chill, Joe Rant, a new kind of Joe Rant by Menon. <laughs> so, so they and then Rick gets scratched by a bunch of zombies, but it doesn't really affect him because he's Rick Grimes, bitch. And he uh, they get in the car and they drive Whoa. off and then they hear a big explosion as as uh, Sasha bookends her line. I because I forgot to mention there was one piece of dynamite. I knew it didn't. Good. I knew it didn't look good. And someone just mentioned Oz, uh, Oz mentioned uh, Lost in the live chat. I think it might have been Tucker. But it reminded me a little bit of that scene in Lost where someone gets blown up from dynamite. Uh, and uh, 
And so she kind of, she goes, oh, I knew it wasn't a good one, as Joe said. And Rick and Michonne, they made it. And they, and then we got one more cliche line where we made it, we made it. We were the ones that live. We made it. We did it. Where everything's okay. So why did the other two run off back to the hilltop instead of help? Mm, that's a good question. That's a good question. No more cocaine for Joe till the show is over. Hashtag fuck Rosita going on to the live, live chat. And Joe... Just in case you forgot, the live chat, I mean, the uh, the Walking Dead AMC wanted to remind you. AMC, and I have to thank Taka for these glasses. AMC The Walking Dead uh, had to uh, announce, magically gave it back to you, Joe. You wanted it back, it gave it to you. Fear The Walking Dead in a commercial. And we got some coughing. It looked like my old bedroom, my old basement room, in my, where a bunch of people were coughing, laying on the floor, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. We hear some weird sounds. Eee! We hear a, we see someone, we see some person. No, it, was, it, was, it was the the tunnel. The two chicks went down in the tunnel. They were running from that crazy guy who wanted to kill one and, and take the other one. Oh, so you've actually been following this shit. Well, I just remember, and he threw the grenade down I don't. in there and, like, tried to blow them up. <laughs> well, wow, that's that's fucking awesome that you remember that, Joe. I have, literally have no memory of any of that fucking shit. Damn, I didn't even see yeah, that. Yeah, I don't look at those, like, I don't really look at those, like, Fear the Walking Dead. I look at those, like, the webisodes. I liked the webisodes. All the short vignettes that they put up over the first few seasons and stuff. I thought mm. they were great. Yeah, I, I think they do a good job with the uh, the webisodes. I wouldn't have minded if Fear the Walking Dead in general was just a series of short little 15 20 minute like almost even a tales from the crypt kind of walking dead show where they show different areas around the country that or how a certain group of people dealt with it week to week and every week being a different group of people i kind of almost had hoped before it came out that that was what the fear of the walking dead was going to be and not just like new like a new group to follow what I wanted it to be, oh, you start in Los Angeles, then we go to New York for a couple of episodes, then we go over here, maybe we follow a bunch of groups of characters. Maybe that wouldn't work, but I think you could do like short little vignettes of of a Walking Dead show like that, and I think it could be pretty successful. <clears throat> yep. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> I'm getting lost in the live motherfucking chat. Joe, maybe we go back to my place. Maybe I'll rant a little bit. Maybe we'll chill. Maybe you sit down here. Maybe you don't. Okay, so maybe we'll hook up. Maybe something will happen. So we're back in Alexandria. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, people People are loving you on the couch, Joe. So we're, we're back. My my uh, This is what I call my Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Let me get you the Burt Reynolds up. I don't want to know if your pants are on or not. Phil, did you just get back from a job interview looking sharp? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And no, I, I, I just, uh, I like, I like to, I like to uh, put the dress up a little bit for the, uh, for the, for the hype, exciting episode of a mid-season premiere finale or something. I'll, I'll, I'll put, the, I'll put the old coat on. And this, and this shirt just goes with the, the porn mustache. You know, it's like the golf shirt. It's like, hey. And it's bright. And I put this on and I was wearing this and I realized how bright it was. So I needed something to kind of curb the brightness. So it was the closest thing to me is the real truth of why I'm wearing this. But anyways, I have, oh, have a good night. Have a good night, 1998. Hope you, hope you have a good evening. Mellow chilling between the pillin. 
great to great to see all of you guys and thank you as always for everyone joining us as we're sort of ta- getting towards the end of this episode if this is your first time joining us and you happen to be listening to the cast not live jump in the live chat sometimes join us about a half an hour ep- after the episode airs and check out the live chat it's the fucking best lots of awesome people talking and talking about the episode and just talking about random stuff and make sure you leave your thoughts in the comment section below about what you thought about this episode and if you completely disagree with us tell us call us out on all of our points we love to read that sort of shit love to know when we're wrong when we make mistakes or if you fucking agree with us and we like to hear that even more we don't make mistakes Jim. you don't make mistakes joe i always make mistakes. we don't make mistakes we don't make i'm on joe's team yeah we don't make mistakes so we're back in alexandria and there's some talking about some shit and we get recent Oh, three. <laughs> Vomit three since oh, three. So, uh, th- so then we get Trevor and his crew showing up, and uh, Trevor's awesome. I-, I can say nothing bad about this scene in the way uh, that guy. He's got them big white teeth. Yeah, he's he's fun. He really is loving every moment he gets to be on screen, the actor, and and uh, and I enjoy watching him, and it kind of comes through in his performance. To me, he stole this episode again. In any scene he's in, him moving around, his body language is so Trevor. He could have been Negan. He could have been, been Negan. He, I think they wanted to hit harder with an, a big actor, and I also think when you see John Hamm, I'm not bringing John Hamm up again, John Hamm in those tax commercials, he's almost trolling you as being Negan in that one where he's talking to a zombie and stuff and and uh i think john ham would have been a very good negan too but i think stephen Ogg, i think is that his name i think he he could have been a very like someone you wouldn't have expected to play a good negan just because he's an unknown but i think he could have in the right situation he could have he has the mannerisms and he finds he's he's more believable in those moments when he's like moving his body and going oh hey rinna, 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 and doing those sort of adam sandler like responses to things it it kind of rings true with him. He feel it feels like it feels very natural. And so Simon, his character's name Simon. He's he was probably one of my favorite elements of this episode, to be honest. Yep. And then we get this more cheesy music. Oh, that music is awful. With with another oh, montage, nine awful. inch nine inch bullshit is what we get. Speaking of, we get uh we get fucking uh, some cheesy Muzak version of a nine inch nail song is what we get. And Ham is drunk, sadly, says. <laughs> says dirty. I, like, I like the guy who flips over the fucking baker's rack. It's like, yeah. And Tom himself. <laughs> Tom Daryl's him- hiding behind that thing. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's hiding behind that. You'd smell him, dude. You'd smell him over everything. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> someone says, uh, Trevor, Trevor is Trevor. Fuck Simon. Don't call him Simon. His name is fucking Trevor. <laughs> his name is so it's just a so the music just sucks and Trevor and his bullshit uh, they just kind of walk around they go uh, yeah yeah your son showed up and some shit happened and your son survived so I think uh, Daryl probably around and right and then we get this scene with him making fun of him because of his shelves being bare barbecue or something and not invite us <laughs> seriously yeah. we had a barbecue Sad. hope you're not trying to Hide stuff from us, because that generally doesn't go over very well. Taka, please do. Uh, I think the vo- the phone line might be- not be on for a call, but 781-990-8509. Definitely leave a voicemail if you have a rant so we can play it at the end of the episode. If anyone has anything they want to get in the show, 781-990-8509. I'll try to have... Rent it. 
Uh, I will try to have a phone line, phone line set up next week. I've I've had it for a while, but it it's uh, it's really temperamental. So I'm going to go back to the old system, uh, the blog talk system soon too. So if uh, if anyone wants to live, leave a uh, leave a message for the end of the show, we're sort of starting to get towards the end here. So definitely leave a voicemail at seven eight one nine nine zero eight five zero nine. Love to hear Taka's rant here. So uh, Trevor is he's like following Rick around and. My apologies for leaving the place a bit of a mess, but we got a litany of other shit to attend to. <laughs> so do you. I just love, he just finds so much joy, excuse me, in every single scene he says a line. So, fucking love him as Joe has to take some Tums. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Tums. When you have that burning sensation when you eat, and when you try to do a podcast and rant about your least favorite show, but always take a Tums. It helps even Joe in his rants. No, you should have got my Angela kicking. <laughs> my Angela up. <laughs> Joe forgot what this podcast does to him. So, <laughs> hits the sandwich. Check. <laughs> so... So yeah, uh, Trevor keeps talking a little bit of shit. Simon keeps talking more some shit to him, and then we get a scene where then we get a little s- the the Rick Grimes private eye section where we're reminded that Rick's a cop and he does some cop work while Rosita bitches about how father how she never trusted Father Gabriel and he's a fucking son of a bitch and fuck that guy and blah. John Watch, what the fuck happened to he sucks. Take over for him in the morning. Well, you suck too, Rosita. So, and then we, it continues with, he's a piece of shit. He took all of our shit. Fuck him. Joe looks like a heroin dealer that got high on his own supply right now. Damn, the phone message is so long. That's okay, Taka. We'll rip your message apart in the best possible way. Oh, mean you mean calling a phone? Phone is, uh, is uh, too long. Okay, let me try to do this, Taka. Give me just one second, and I, I'll set it up for you to call in. Let me let me see if this works. I'm gonna try to. Here, if you call right now, seven eight one nine nine zero eight five zero nine, it should ring. We'll get Taka in on the uh, for his for his quick rant here. So uh, has Joe quick? Oh, you already left it. Okay, sorry. We'll play it at the end of the episode, then. We'll play your fucking message at the end of the episode. That's it? Finally leaving me. Cool. Thank you, brother. So, we can't believe that he took the shit. Rick doesn't believe that it's that quite that simple. Then we get a scene with Aaron and his boyfriend. I forget what his boyfriend's name is. Where it's just to say that Aaron's going to be killed. And there you go. Oh, here we go. Let's, 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 get, uh, let's get Taka in on the call. Taka, what's going on no. with it? What is your rant about this episode? Okay, I already left a message for uh, the wonderful show. But uh, outside of the whole because TV show and, okay, great, plot holes, you're trying to wrap it up. Nothing bugs me more is when an action show like The Walking Dead does the slow motion, slow music montage of everyone shaking their heads in approval like a big dramatic pause. That could be easily summed up in maybe 15 to 30 seconds. But for them to drag it on for about a minute, and it's just like, and it's just like, yes. 
and it just cuts to every different person going like they're they're going they're nodding or they're just shaking their head or it's just all slow motion it's like do something other than it's almost like that exaggerated pause when somebody high fives in an old like 80s style tv show that's just it's is this really really happening did you guys really do this again (laughs) for this episode so good stuff Tucker. good stuff uh joe what are you gonna say about that i i'm with yep yep it's a waste (laughs) it's a it's a waste joe uh, joe is fucking waste it's it's they put it there so they can get us an extra fucking three minutes of commercial. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I agree with you, Taka. That's one thing that really bothers me too. It's it, Unless it's done for comedic purposes, I think it's done exceptionally well in uh, the very beginning of Deadpool uh, with the slow motion with him. And when I'm in slow motion, just kind of looking, when it's played for, for, it's such a trope now, it's such a cliche in television and movies that it's it needs to be played with for comedic fashion. When they try to do it seriously, I agree. It's kind of fucking cheesy. So, uh, so Tim, enjoy the episode, buddy. Great to see you. And the rage in Joe is frightening, says Critch. So then we get a scene, like we said, with uh, Aaron and his boyfriend, who's basically like Adrian in Rocky too. Aaron, stop being the hero. Aaron, why do you have to fight Apollo again? Your eyes hurt. You can't beat him, Aaron. You can't beat him. Oh, no. No. It looks like Joe was one of the heads in the governor's aquarium, says Chalkboy. I love I love the comments about about your appearance and where you look and where you look like you're from, Joe, tonight. It's one of the highlights of the show. So and uh Timbo says totally agree with Tucker. I fucking hate that shit. And uh Joe, let the darkness consume you. Phil do an expanse. The darkness has consumed me. Uh, we'll, we'll ask Joe about that at the end. Joe, have you ever watched The Expanse? No, I've been thinking about it, though. Cool, cool. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end. People in the live chat are, are telling us to watch The Expanse. So uh, maybe we will give that show a try. So so then we go uh, after that. We, we get the crew going back to where the boat, where they see a giant tree, and they sort of head in, and they start checking the, pla- checking the place. And, and we, the giant tree... I mean, someone said this in the chat, too, but I was thinking the same thing. The tree looks like a giant cock, and they kind of focus on the giant fucking frightening dick theater cock that's sticking up in the middle of the scene at the end. Love dick theater cock. Love the dick theater cock. And then suddenly they're surrounded by, like, a hundred of really dirty kids from Team Arrow or Garbage Pail Kids or I don't know who the fuck they are. And they all surround them, and then Rick Grimes smiles like he's never smiled before. Why? Because he knows he can convert all these people to Team Rick. And he's got his army, he's got his numbers, he's got his foot soldier pawns that can all die <laughs> at Negan's hands while he stands behind. He has his Operation Shield going on right there. And he's excited that he's got Atom Bomb and all the rest. And that, fuck, is the end of our episode of The Walking Dead, Joe. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> boat. Oh, they must mean that boat. How did Gabriel know? Could have just been fucking scribblings in any fucking notebook. Oh, weird. Nope, he told us exactly where to go. Back to the boat. What? Yeah, it's just fucked up shit. Fucked up shit. 
Tyler says, your recaps and reviews are better than the show at this point. Boom, yes. Walking Dead, Phil and Joe will be streaming soon. Oh, thank you, guys. Canner fodder, red shirt, city, says Kretsch. Surprise, you have men and guns. What a coincidence. Mellow Joe, uh, indica sandwiches work. Red shirt, city is right. Holy fuck. So that is the end of our episode of The Walking Dead. Joe will not be with us next week because he works every other Sunday. I will probably be alone Ooh. alone next week. So unfortunately, Joe will not be able to be with us. But hopefully the week after that, episode three of this half season, Joe will be live in the studio. See where Weird Al is right here? Joe theoretically will be right next to me. Right in the studio actually with yeah. me. Yeah, touching me uncomfortably. In awkward places. Yep, yep. Joe will be here in studio. Oh, fuck. But yeah, we're, we're just wrapping things up. So huge thanks to everyone in the live fucking chat that joined us. And uh, so let's clear a couple of, uh, couple of final comments in the live chat before we, before we get. It's the year of the cock. I'll watch the episode again. Watch the end. You'll see the elephant man, right? Like, where the fuck did these fucking assholes come from? These dirty fucking bastards. Red Shirt City, a weekend with Mellow Joe and Pervy Phil. Phil, if you're uh, fucking, oh, op, absolutely. And Phil, Joe, draw me like one of your French girls. You wanted me to draw you like uh, j like Jack in Titanic? Oh, hey, Joe. Like one of my French girls. What? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't have any French girls. I got, I got Scottish Irish girls. Joe, we need to close do a close-up on you and just do you eating. Like those uh, videos with uh, that just show people eating. Oh no! Oh no! I don't think people can see that. Oh no! Let's go! Oh, fuck! That's too much! That's too much! That's what I do with Lucille. Oh fuck! Oh no! Little shop. That's Joe going after Lucille. Little shop. Little shop. For little shop. Oh fuck! <laughs> Holy fuck. Katie's disgusted. Yeah, Katie, Katie disgusted over there, over there. Katie, Katie flying away. Joe should pose nude. Maybe later on when we do that, uh we do we do that long telethon type type buck Joe has posed nude. When ha you mean again? I'm 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 in a one of Spencer Tunic's uh like eleven hundred people naked photos. <laughs> yeah, don't ask don't ask Joe for those pictures. So, every everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's gonna be a fun half season of The Walking Dead. Joe will be back in a week, uh, in a week in two weeks to talk about the uh, that that episode of The Walking Dead. I'll be back next week to talk about the episode. I'll probably try to be back one other day this week if possible as well to do something. But everybody, oh, thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you to Doc. Thank you to Timo, Claudio, T-Baby, Scott, Alicia, to everybody. They risked way too much for these damn explosives and why did two of them run over to Hilltop instead of jumping into the car too? Why? Oh, fucking why? Why the fuck oh why? The spiders, great balls of fire. It's great to see you back in the live fucking chat. And uh, you guys are you guys are so fucking awesome. And if you've enjoyed this stream and you haven't already, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Please share it with a friend. Spread the word about the channel. Help us grow. Thank you to everybody. Say goodbye to the porn mustache. Next time we'll probably be gone. But uh, everybody. Aww. Oh, I know. I know. It's You know how easily I grow facial hair. It could easily be back in like 10 fucking minutes. But we'll, we'll see if I, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm ready for it to be gone. I've had it too long already. I get weird see, looks. And then after, okay, 
the scene is on right now in the background where they do that. Leave them all and fuck. Give us some more. Yeah, give us some more, Joe. Go. And as they're driving away, we see in the background all the cleaved in half ones between them and the mass of other zombies. So clearly, the minivan just had to drive the fuck out to Michonne and Rick rather than Rick and Michonne driving to the fucking minivan. <laughs> Joe's POV and Phil's Ron Jeremy stash are making me horny. Uh, T-Baby says the stash is naughty. Oh, sorry. I might have to keep it now. Keep the stashes, Scott. We need a petition to save Phil's Ron Jeremy's stash. I worked all this time to grow my beard out for my return, and it's over, overshadowed by your stash. Dude, I was gonna say how you're looking—you're looking very, very much like your uh, your cousin with the beard. Really? You're looking cousin La- cousin Larry, uh, La- Papa Bear Larryish with the beard. It uh, it's it's it's. I, I don't mean to—I don't want to spike your individual individuality, Joe, but it it makes you look more like your uh, like Papa Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Acorn doesn't fall far. People in the live chat, cliffhangers with the will the stash survive to next episode? Join the, check out the podcast. <laughs> next week, will Joe find a way to be back and call from work? Will Joe actually show up in studio and be alive? Will Phil's mustache survive till next week? Join us next time on the Issues Podcast for all these questions and more. We will find out. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.